keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your Good morning, everybody. It is day 83 of our 90-day challenge. And if you're listening to this at night, good night. The topic for today is I am chosen. First Peter, the second chapter and the first verse reads this way. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture, it says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, to you who believe the stone is precious, but to those who do not believe the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And that ends our reading for today. The topic again is I am chosen. Let's talk about those times. When people randomly start talking to you on the plane and you really just want to close your eyes and sleep for a little while. Of course, that's exactly what happened to me. It always happens to me. One time I had a lady sit down in her seat and within five minutes I knew her life story, including but not limited to her abusive family history, her addictions, her marital status, her place of birth, her purpose for relocation. And that was just in the first five minutes. She started the conversation like, "Ooh." I am so depressed. How are you? Wait a minute. She didn't even ask my name. She didn't even tell me her name. She just went right into it. I am so depressed. How are you? And my desire to see God in everything didn't help because I started praying about what I could help her with, what I could say to her, how I can intercede for her. But the truth is I needed to go to sleep. Another time, I was interrupted by a guy who sat down while I was waiting to board my plane. He needed to charge his phone and there were no other chargers in the entire airport, apparently. So he asked me if he could use the outlet closest to me. The problem is, y'all, my phone was plugged into it and he was looking at me with those puppy eyes. The Christian in me is such a punk sometimes. So without hesitation, I removed my charger and gestured for him to use it. He said, thank you, and then felt obligated to speak to me for an entire hour. What I didn't know 
is that this random person was a messenger from God. What I now know is that he is a PhD student at Penn State. His interests were my interests, his passions, my passions. And while I was second guessing myself about applying to a doctoral program, this brother was already succeeding and excelling in one. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention he had a learning disability. Something happened in his childhood that traumatized him to the point that his speech became slurred so he would often stutter through statements just to be heard. He was disabled. Yet he was in a Ph.D. program thriving. The longer I sat there, the more I realized I had no excuse not to go for what I wanted. God had sent someone in my path to show me what persistence looks like. Sure, we all have proclivities, idiosyncrasies and challenges. But when God has a destiny for you, God will see that you excel in spite of yourself. Moses had a speech impediment. And technically, God could have selected his older brother, Aaron, to lead the people into Canaan. But God loves an underdog. God loves to glorify himself in our weakness. And after God raises you up, even though you may feel unqualified, God will qualify you. God will equip you. God will connect you with people who will sharpen the gift that God has placed within you. So what is your excuse again? Why aren't you applying for the promotion again? Why haven't you gone back to school yet? God is constantly introducing you to people who have triumphed through tragedy. Don't allow your tears to traumatize you. Cry, but then do what evangelist Aaliyah says. Dust yourself off and try again. Don't allow your past to paralyze you or your excuses to incarcerate you. Today is the day, a perfect day, to see the guy at the airport as a sign of God. You can do this. God wants you to pursue this dream with all of your might. Believe again, even though your heart is broken, even though your reputation has been damaged. If God can raise up Moses, if God can impregnate Sarah, if God can embolden Esther, if God can train Samuel, if God can restore Peter, if God can transform Saul, if God can forgive David, then what is your excuse again? Get up. Apply yourself. Time is winding down and you can't afford to go to another airport and miss your flight, spiritually speaking. It's not just time to take off. It's time to land. Can I pronounce over you that God is allowing you to experience all of this because this is your season to land? You were born for this, my friend. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And listen, God didn't just call you. God chose you. That means God went to the imaginary grocery store, looked at six billion other apples, bright, delectable, beautiful Granny Smith apples and picked you. God could have chosen someone else. God could have selected someone older, someone younger with less baggage. But our baggage doesn't intimidate our God. He called you and paid for the baggage at the cross. Your baggage has been claimed, sis. God selected you and propelled you to the forefront because he knew he could trust you. So walk in your purpose. Being chosen is only one part of the equation. However, after we accept that God has chosen us, we must also be committed to that calling. Some of us, God used this year to strengthen your commitment muscle. Commitment is something you are. 
whether thousands of people register for the 90 day challenge or only 10. Commitment is your willingness to show up regardless of the circumstances, whether the stadium is filled or not, be committed. Whether you preach to five or 5,000, be committed. Show up every day as a thank you card to Christ for the truth is you could look up tomorrow and find yourself in a different circumstance. Zig Ziglar once said, it is character that gets us out of bed, commitment that moves us into action and discipline that enables us to follow through. Vince Lombardi believes the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence, regardless of their chosen field or endeavor. And Proverbs says it like this. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. In other words, your life is like quicksand until you commit to God and keep your word. The challenge to any long term agreement, whether marriage, work or school, is that there will come a time when the bubbly, happy feelings disappear. A moment will come that makes you reluctant and dissatisfied. But commitment reminds you that someone is counting on you more than your boss, more than your children, more than your spouse. God is counting on you. Your presence testifies to his power and your absence tells others you don't take your calling seriously. Listen, issues may arise, seasons may change, but your commitment to Christ should never shift. So chosen one, be committed until the Lord returns. Ask God to help you to discern what needs to be removed from your responsibility plate for it would be better to commit to one thing and excel than to commit to all things and fail. Say it with me real loud. I am chosen. And in response to this revelation, I will remain committed to the work Christ has called me to because I'm royalty today. Don't live out of your insecurity. Live from the revelation of your priestly calling. This is your worship work. When God needed a worshiper, God looked from the balcony of heaven and chose you. So live into the royalty of the family to which you have been called. Fearfully, wonderfully, made in the image of Abba, I am free, completely, safe in the arms of my Father, I am royalty.
So 